Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I am your host. A personal design assignment for ourselves is to have focused targets and goals, a strategic process, and a way to get where we want to go in our lives. Although we are all connected with similar energy systems and structures, our personal design assignment is individually connecting our divine essences. Mindful components include being present with all of our senses, having perseverance, awareness, non-judgment, and an attitude of gratitude. There are a variety of tools to learn about and apply to our daily living process and see if they work for our individual situation. Traditional tools have many different labels. Mindful meditation is one of these tools. In actual practice, it can feel hard to do when you are first putting together your personal design. Today, we're going to be exploring uh, different components of what is a code, you know, like we have the code word. Um, source code connecting our divine essences and we're looking at how to make this uh, a portable time sensitive and uh, it's an option that can be felt immediately. So what is the uh, code? What is source code? That's what we're trying to explore here and um, the source code is the um, a set of instructions and statements written by a programmer using a computer programming language. This code is later translated, and um, in, in the technical terms of what this typically is, is looking at, is the code is translated into the language by a compiler. And then the translated code is then referred to as an object code. What is, you know... a the difference between source code and some kind of, ex, you know, executable. The language is for computers, but source code is a different language in, in the computer side, um, saying that it's, you know, it's taking in concept uh, raw data or the original data, and it has a connection and then has an execu- executable code uh, during the runtime. And as we're talking about software, you know, there's also the idea that human uh, readability characters are in there. And there there are a list of instructions that a programmer writes so that basically as as they're developing a program and it runs through the different processes, um, the computer can understand it and execute it. So in looking at the various components of this, um, the, the set of instructions is basically a language, and it's later uh, looking at that language in a sense similar to language that we work with in ourselves. You know, we have a source code, we have our human, and... Um, C.S. Lewis had an interesting comment, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, and you have a body. So it's interesting to think of code as, you know, not only as a computer uh, option, but also humans have uh, been codifying things for a long time. And there is, um, you know, a lot of knowledge in the coding and uh, process that we've been studying for a long time as humans. And more recently, you know, it's all been very um, much a quick uh, process going on as the, the different computer executions and options and instructions and process are out there in our world. And um, there's a lot of different... Uh, elements within that, you know, and basically computers, because of them being electronic and in in their regular process, are uh, executing in a meticulous way 
uh, over and over and over again. But in our human, you know, how about, you know, what is what do we do as humans? You know, we're not a computer. And so we end up um, also having a set of details, but a lot of times we're not actually um, doing something in a flawless, you know, way we're listening and we're we're integrating within ourselves, but we're because we're not a computer, which is thank goodness. Um, we are looking to um, have that code, but also process it through ourselves. And uh, we look at some of this as some structural potential, so that as we're moving along in our process of learning, um, we we are going to be looking at simplifying and taking concepts like um, the code, uh, our divine essence, and working through the different ways that we can be working from to make things a lot better. And um, the uh, process here is to really use a checklist in ourselves as we work through these questions we have ourselves uh, asking. And most of the time we are limited because we're not um, looking at everything from a computer view and we're trying to learn at the same time. So part of this is um, looking at a process and when we look at um, a process going on with a computer, there's um, a sense that here's the the work that we have to do, here's the information that we have to process and because we're not in a precision-oriented executable, I mean, that's a big word, uh, but essentially we're going through this motion and going along with learning at the same time, applying it as we go, and we're working with ourselves, which, you know, we have busy minds, and we can forget something, so there there can be points where um, we might uh, forget a, a, a set of instructions and actually as we're applying something and then we have a different result. So the checklist that that we've been working with is actually looking at um, as ourselves, you know, there's um, looking at ways to remind ourselves during the day as we start our day, how do we open up our day in a way that we feel good. Um, the sun comes out, we we're uh, meditating, we're doing a walk in the, na- in the neighborhood, or you're outside or having a cup of coffee in a, in a relaxed um, area. And so it's looking at different ways to actually have um, this option and um, be sure that we're not uh, forgetting something along the way. But it's okay, too, if we forget, because that's part of us looking at ways that we can apply a set of checklist items and have it so that our day is is really um, divided up in a way so that we can apply something and uh, move along with it. So um, since we're performing other um, activities along with our our regular uh, wanting to also work within ourselves, um, sometimes we might feel split, and we can think of these as codes. And that, in the in the sense of a code, we can be looking at ways to, um, you know, what is you know, define things a little bit more so that we can understand. And because we are, a lot of us are more understanding of um, outside kinds of uh, activities like you know, looking at a computer program and saying, what is the source code? What is the structure? How do you do this? And um, so we're exploring a little bit of the language, too, because we can apply that to ourselves in a way. Um, and so, like, from the, the word, what is source code, the um, source code is uh, more of a um, binary system, and essentially it it has instructions for the computer on what to do or not do. And the various com- you know, commands are created in, in a way. Um, and so we've been able to learn from the process as we work through the different instructions. In the 
uh, process of the languages that are used, there's a lot of different programming languages. So um, that also becomes a, uh, a process of translation. And as it goes through the, the regular computer process, you know, it talks to the, the language, comes up with commands and variables, comparisons, and loops around so that essentially all of the programming languages that have the, the code in there, it's, you know, it's a lot of different um, instructions. And there are sometimes problems that, they, uh, that programmers write things, but sometimes they're not complete. So there could be loops that don't um, go along with what is trying to be compiled or you know, text information that may be shared. Um, and so in that, that, uh, effect, you know, there's, um, looking at what is the essence of this whole process. So we look at define, a divine essence as, um, something that is a, um, was actually referred to in the Judaism, uh, uh, religion founded in the 18th century, and it was a reaction against legalized Judaism. In this process, um, divine essence attempts to look at the relationship of a creator and a mortal, and also a combination with the universe. And according to Hinduism, humans have a divine essence, um, but it's also referred to as yoga sometimes. Or yoga means union with the divine or higher self. And it's interesting because um, the idea is that the word essence is um, basically contrasted with um, an element of being. And I know that the uh, the truth is, is that we, we kind of resonate with some of the areas of, like, the, the computer programming, and we look at ourselves selves and our souls, and yet, on a conscious level, most of us have forgotten our deep spiritual nature. So humanity is a group of people walking around, um, making up, uh, kind of almost walking around in a fog, and we have forgotten that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Most of us have lost touch with our divine essence, yet we, we are um, hungry and our souls are really craving to remember. So it's interesting that um, as we try to remember, sometimes we get more disconnected. And as for uh, our lifestyles and our life history, um, when we're a child, uh, we have... You know, we come into this world with a lot of clarity in in the beginning as to the simplicity and curiosity. And as we are are exposed to our environment and trying to get a connection, um, sometimes our sight becomes lost and blurred. And as a uh, exploration during that period, it's a lot of you know the social conditioning that drives the, the way that we work with ourselves and also with the world around us because of where we are. Um, it takes a lot of um, challenge to move away from that uh, effort. When you're small, um, you basically are having to depend upon your parents and others for your, your life, actually. And it's kind of a fragile um, position in ourselves because then we're um, sometimes sensing and becoming more and more confused as we go into um, a, a different level of ourselves. And then as we learn learn more about the social areas, um, we lose some of the connection. We uh, sometimes have challenges with um, how we are comparing ourselves to others, and we end up with a low self-worth, you know, self which creates a different 
type of relationship with yourself and with others. And as we go through all of that growth, um, a lot of times we drift away from ourselves. And when we have lost touch or basically um, have lost connection within ourselves, we sometimes feel like, well, I, I really don't know who I am. And I also don't know uh, where I'm going. So um, a lot of this essence that we're talking about uh, is trying to find that and have a vision for having more reality show up because we're looking for it. And so basically a simple remembering to uh, looking at um, we all share um, divine essence and the opportunity to do something within that. Uh, and uh, we look at um, several different areas here that, you know, we're inherently worthy. We are born worthy. And um, we're pretty perfect and whole as one. Uh, and no one is better than another. No one is unique. We're looking at uh, we already have happiness. We have, uh, we look at, um, we have everything we need. And our society really teaches us that, um, or what, what we find in our training is that our society teaches us um, that happiness is only in the material world. But really, um, true happiness can only come from within ourselves. And as we go through this effort, um, we look at how do we uh, explore ourselves internally and look at a, at a way of uh, relearning or gaining more trust within ourselves and uh, looking at um, the, the world within ourselves and the spiritual possibilities. Um, Earth is within ourselves and we are looking for more connection with that. Um, and you can actually create your reality as you are really a spark of divinity. And we have the ability to create, um, we have creative power. And as we are talking about um, the power of one, which is like the law of the oneness, um, we have the ability to make choices and look at the earth as a, a pure training center, it's a creative playground. And we have the ability to actually have uh, use of our talents and use of our ability to uh, take that set of purpose in life and uh, search for it and look for the path. Um, Sometimes we feel like we're hungry for something different, but we are not sure what we're hungry for and not so much food, but just in a sense of us having lived in the fog, uh, we're looking to find our true path and look at a way to uh, provide ourselves with a better uh, situation, not be so fearful, confused. And sometimes we just walk around with the confusion and that becomes our norm. So it's, it's wise to take time to um, have a break and look at this divine essence and find our way home. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment 
for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. When we went on the break here, uh, we were talking about um, sometimes that we live in the chaos and live in the fog that uh, goes around us as you know, we are going through our life. And sometimes we have forgotten our true nature and we are feeling possibly lost or confused, and also with a hunger in our um, selves, trying looking for something. And because our our hunger, I don't know, it can be painful too as we're trying to search for things and, and we aren't sure exactly what we're searching for. So there's also importance of self-realization and that we know that um, we are we have a spiritual path somewhere. But we have um, a lot of times we're running from one distraction to another and we're dabbling in different things because we aren't really sure what the, the different steps are. And then we get distracted and we end up moving at kind of almost a superficial level where we aren't really diving deep into something to understand it. So we can basically be stepping through um, a lot of uh, potholes or finding it ourselves, um, starting new studies or exciting practices, but really a lot of those sometimes are so sparkly that we never quite um, step into them with a full heart and uh, we get lost again and then it, something else comes along and catches our attention and then we go into a new realm of focus, which then can become even more confusing. So as we're stepping through these different pathways and looking at what we're stepping into and around, um, it's really more important to take a look and be present as we're going through this and also uh, knowing that um, self-realization is an experience and it can be rather um, an adventure if one looks at it that way. So in some of the psychological and philosophical uh, traditions, it's really self-realization is a, um, a chance to look at our potential within our personal potential of what we're living. And that potential is really all the, you know, looking at what, what can we do as an unlimited sense and um, it's about, you know, looking at the true nature of our being and our higher self that's way out there in some people's mind, not really a reality. As we look at this, though, um, there are some different realizations here that, um, that it's really opportunity to slow down and not be in the big light and glamour mode, but as something that you want to step into that is more of a calming, everyday um, perspective. And as we're doing this, um, we go about looking at things in our daily life and on a level of that daily existence in our family, life, friends, relationships, and as we go to work and work with different colleagues. It's one of those situations where everything sometimes is not very clear, but it's also a combination of our thoughts, our feelings, our dreams, and at a core level, the soul. 
this is one area that, um, as we look at these combinations, each of these potential relationships um, is, is available for us to take a look at and look at um, the various components, all of the elements, and wanting to um, take a look not just at them, but also to look at ways to step into the, our potential. So some of the schools of thought um, in psychology look at Carl Jung's philosophies and the promotion of soul realizations. And so from the East area, this is um, talking about an ego, you know, where the um, person has, um, the individual person has a higher self or true nature but it's also looking at it from the standpoint of absolute um, and uh, eternal spirit on the path of enlightenment. Most of the Western and Eastern schools of thought ignore the three paths of uh, everything working together. And uh, there's really uh, different um, tree. It's like looking at a tree. You know, you have roots and you have a trunk, and you have branches as what is making up the whole, too. So we can take a look at ourselves as we're looking at this journey and develop a sense of respect for who ourselves are, as, as well as appreciate the full meaning that, um, you know, basically, this love all to thine own self be true, as Michael Singer. And as uh, we are looking at self-realization uh, as one great big whole process of unfolding. You know, it's, it's like a flower um, blossom that opens up, and it can be open and then it can close. So as we take a look at this, it's very interesting because it's really not um, a linear process, and we can sometimes find ourselves um, in a spiral of activity. Uh, unfolding and folding and transformation, and it can be feeling like we're moving upwards and backwards and forward and um, and really have a lot of activity. That's the basic part, though. In the basic beginning, uh, we're looking at self-awareness, and as a result of moments of introspection, um, self-awareness becomes an opportunity for us to become more aware of our actual selves and how we interact with the work that we're doing in the world. If we become more self-aware and we move out of a a space of non-consciousness, sometimes this can be, um, some people refer it to as being asleep or numb, and we look at moving into more self-consciousness. It can be painful in some ways because as we look at our thoughts and habits and choices as we relate with um, the world. Sometimes we don't like what we have discovered. And that way then uh, sometimes we look at what we have become or who we are um, because of our history of exposure to our environment. And um, it could be a path of self-growth and not just self-awareness and, um, you know, some of the, the growth that we do is not, is not easy to do as we unfold ourselves and look at ourselves and um, we can look at it as a journey. So as we are driven to really explore more, this is a journey of self-exploration. And it's basically starting with a mixture of curiosity looking at yourself and saying, oh, my goodness, you know, here I'm curious of who I am and I'm not happy with who I am, but you also are going to be able to find out um, and work with yourself looking at um, how to become more authentic in yourself and with yourself. And as you explore this middle world of uh, your inside and outside um, you can uncover a lot of joyous uh, discovery of, gosh, I am just 
very, um, as we work ourselves through this, um, I'm excited because I am learning about myself and I am a good person. So it's, it's really some discovery points that um, this is an opportunity um, to discover as we are exploring the deep discoveries that as we deepen our surface uh, digging of ourselves, um, we want to move it from the what as to the why. And looking at different stages, we can start asking more questions and um, why do I feel a certain way or why do I do certain things? And that why sometimes has more emerging outs from yourself as you ask yourself um, this is some of the inner work that we talked about. And it is really sourced from our core selves and looks at comparing ourselves within ourselves. As we're understanding our discovery, we're also um, looking at an understanding of our, our egos. And when you have gotten to a certain level with looking at origins and reasons, why do I do this or that, and you're looking at your conscious ego, um, you're also looking at um, possibly, you know, things that you felt wounded in the past, but it's also giving yourself an opportunity to understand and look at the very nature of, you know, what is and how do I go forward. Um, There's a sense of self-love in that stage where we're feeling compassion for ourselves and all that we've been through in our lives. Now, as we take a a look at this area, we're looking at the fundamental nature of our heart and our soul. And when we look at this, we're um, in the process of uh, taking a look at not just what, why we do um, the steps of experiencing greater self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-forgiveness. In this stage, we begin to shed, um, you know, things like our habits and our perceptions that were created by, a, a, you know, basically a false self or through our ego, and we're more authentic within a version of ourself as we discover this. So as we self as we look at self-transformation, we're going through a process, and sometimes it is just, it's, it's a uncomfortable and can be a bit rattling, but change as we go through this, uh, we become more understanding of what is going on with ourselves, become more centered, and uh, we're more comfortable as ourselves. So there's really different stages as we go through this, and it's sometimes looked at like we're a butterfly living in a cocoon for a bit, and then we feel, as we get ourselves more active in this area um, and understanding, like we feel more expanded and free and grounded. And as we go through these different stages, we can start looking at the rewards as we discover being more, you know, confident with ourselves and we're more individualized in the sense of not being the, thinking about ourselves in com- competition with another human or looking at our situation, um, but we become more connected and aligned with our soul. So some of this is called self-mastery and what we're looking to do is mastering ourselves with love and understanding and not getting wrapped up in ego and or comparison. So we're experiencing self-mastery and we look at inner worlds um, with a different balance of view and also with um, looking at, at it from a calm perspective rather than you know, the uh, fight or flight um, we feel more wise and lighthearted. So as we're starting to enter this level of uh, discovery for ourselves, we're actually walking a different way and we're becoming one with our divine essence. 
And this this is a, a real desire for us as we move through some of our experiences and we're looking for a taste of freedom in and out of you know the um, the the fog. And it can be um, a practice where to get to this point is rather um, rather a journey, but it's also uh, we can practice through meditation or yoga, uh, looking at higher conscious studies, um, self-inquiry, teaching, and um, this, this is part of the self-realization where um, it can be said that we are, again, uh, looking from the standpoint of a cocoon and becoming a butterfly. So as we work in this area of ourselves, and we're moving through the sense of me or me, mine, I am, uh, we are looking at it from a different enlightenment or awareness and oneness. Some of this is also referred to as a sacred experience like nirvana, heaven, um, cosmic consciousness, but it's really experiencing self-realization, and we're looking at it from a, a state of view that um, we're looking for freedom from suffering, from fear, and looking at more of an experience of, of love, connection, understanding, and openness to existing as something that's connected to ourselves and in a better uh, enlightened position. So the idea here is that as we've explored self-realization, um, how do we know when we've had an experience? There's, um, there are methods and practices that can help um, as we look through those process. Some of these become quite complicated because of our time limits on our days, and it becomes a chance to try them out, but sometimes they can become, again, where we have sampled this thing and that thing, and they don't ever quite feel good or work because we're beginning something and we have to put it into a habit. Um, basically, some of the journeys that go along are, you know, taking time to write about different experiences and work with um, such things as, you know, some lucid dreaming or if you work with yoga and look at um, breath work you know, you can work, you know, a lot of this is just taking time to find out what works for yourself, but take it slowly. And if, if you're out in nature, um, they really, uh, or people experience a lot of connection in nature and walking in even your neighborhood is, uh, can be a natural experience. And if you take the time to really explore it more deeply, you know, take time to look at the the wonderful beauty that's around you in your own environment. It's quite a discovery. Thich Nhat Hanh said, the miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth, dwelling deeply in the present moment and feeling truly alive. So when you take a look at this, um, we also think, okay, my gosh, the... Uh, our minds really haven't, you know, our thoughts are, are spinning, and the more that we try to stop them, the faster they seem to go. And um, what we really desire is just to have more peace and more peace within ourselves. And yet, as we try this, sometimes it gets even more difficult because our mindfulness is dependent upon us understanding and taking time and focus, and it becomes difficult with our lifestyles the way they are. Um, we don't have a lot of time sometimes to just sit and observe our breath, and it can be confusing, and so maybe you might give up. You know, you might try it for a couple of times and then try it and, and find it's not working because you're finding yourself um, in that deficit mode. Um, but there is a better way, and basically, um, they're not so much better, but it's more that um, we explore uh, here um, what we're looking for is to try to integrate this opportunity of our discovery 
within a framework of um, codes that we work with currently and looking at discovering it with our uh, with a, a portable and mobile process. In that note, we're going to take a quick break and be back shortly. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and we're talking about uh, looking for ways for ourselves to integrate um, some of the tools that essentially are available <clears throat> or suggested for um, operating in a more mindful process that um, gives us a, an opportunity to pay more attention looking at present moments and a purpose. And as we are looking for this, the crucial ingredient is really mindfulness. And what is that? You know, we look at a lot of different definitions, and it is a key, trendy word, but it's very intentional, and it means that you don't leave things up to chance. You're consciously aware of things going on with yourself and around yourself, and with yourself is really important because um, whatever you choose to focus on is fine. It's just um, it needs to be happening in the present moment. And when your mind is present, it's not going to be wandering around, um, but it will do that because that's what we do with um, when we try to focus on something too long. Um, our minds get distracted, and we want to have ourselves be gentle as we're trying to get our focus back on our awareness. So we want to um, work with our awareness, but also saying that um, we don't want to be judging ourselves in a competitive mode, and we also don't want to feel bad about our minds not, you know, practicing in the right um, time set, maybe that we think we should be. And as we um, look further into this, we're saying, oh, wow, you know, I, I don't have the time, and... Um, this is really hard, and I don't understand all the effort that is required, but I also know that I feel better because I am doing it. So it can be kind of a competition within yourself. But what we're observing here is that um, a lot of the suggestion is to um, be in a way uh, separate and um, observing when your eyes are closed, but also... Um, when you do that, you have to be careful where you are, obviously. But we also want to uh, take a step backwards and say, okay, well, there are other ways to do this, and we want to look at um, a way to make this more simple. 
and uh, learn how to uh, go about your day daily routines and have each of the activities you approach up, approached in a similar way of being uh, mindful of those activities. So most of us have a, a basically a, a set of things we do every day, um, and they're part. They might be boring, but they're and they might be simple in a, in a term. Uh, like driving somewhere, making a meal, taking care of ourselves, but some of the I, um, actual benefits of taking this approach of looking at all of these mundane or boring, um, what we call boring daily activities, um, we can actually do something with them as we go through our day because we're more tuned into them. Because of their being... A, these activities are essentially a part of our day already. We're not having to look at uh, setting aside time uh, in our day for, say, uh, timing of practicing something we call mindfulness. But as we approach each of our events and look at it from um, a how do we do this better or for ourselves better or with a different attitude, there's a checklist of um, some of this is perceived attitude, but taking an approach that as you take more focus on yourself and you're looking at, wow, you know, um, I can do this even in the environment, even if it's loud or busy, and um, if you can work around interruptions and move yourself into an area that you might be able to take a three to five minute uh, break uh, you can make this work in your day, and it will help reduce some of the stress um, and help anxiety disappear almost um, immediately. So when you take our, our approach of keeping a, yourself more related to your practice in daily life, you're, you might say, okay, well, um, bring yourself you know, in a practicing mode to each of these potential events as you approach your daily activities and say, okay, well, how can I bring my awareness to myself in all of my senses? Because when you use your senses and put them in place here, um, you're bringing yourself present. So how, in that sense, you say, well, how does something feel against my skin? How does it smell? Rather than just describing it, just really enjoy smelling something. Um, maybe it's a fragrance. Maybe it's uh, looking at something uh, and look at a dish you have or that you have um, around you some beautiful artwork so that you're present with the things that are around you and um, become part of the process of exploring if you're doing something, how does it work? Um, taking a moment to really be present so you're not, your mind's not elsewhere. And how does my feeling of senses keep us aware of this moment? So you can be in your body, um, bring your awareness to the sensation of your hands moving as you wish. Feel the different uh, sensations of yourself being uh, available to uh, practice and not have yourself wandering around. Uh, and it is uh, taking those moments where the activity might seem boring, but it's really combining your possible activities with this whole um, being uh, observing and participating within each moment. You can find some peace and joy, and it doesn't have to feel like a lofty goal. It's really the full, full awareness, and this is your life as it is um, for the moment. And as you do this, you know, it's like when we were children, we seem to be purely positive. And uh, it can get exciting because then we're also taking um, a chance to become more observer, observing and participating in our um, environment. And... Um, it's really checking into the power of what, what you're doing is 
you know, Helen Keller said, happiness cannot come from without, it comes from within. So as we take a look at this, we look at um, how do we observe and if your thought process goes into a negative uh, observation, you know, you you have the power to um, check in on that thought and move it into a more positive potential. So that is, that's really the practice, you know, seeing every situation and surround yourself with uh, positivity and practice this way so that you're holding something positive and, and looking at something from observing someone's eyes saying, oh, wow, this is a glimmer of beauty. You know, you're looking and feeling and smelling um, and taking a moment of lightening up your mood. Uh, feeling thankful and looking at ways to have a deeper environment uh, experience. So it's really, you know, this is part of the divine essence of becoming more connected to yourself and with yourself. And on that note, you know, it's very interesting how um, we take the times that we have and we, we try things out and then we go on with, um, the essence of discovery and looking at, um, you know, the permanent essence or contrast of what it is and how it works um, in our own divine beings, which we each are. And at this point, we want to start the journey. And, you know, it looks like um, it can be very simple or it can be very complicated how we approach it. I have a poem I wrote, uh, when I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I'm enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I am made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find that the creator is simply in me. So, you know, it comes back to, you know, we are all one and we're all connected. And when we take a look at the connection to the sun, the universe, the stars, and we're all connected with the elements of the earth, we can actually have an opportunity here to feel that uh, we can take on some of the earth and universe's qualities of patience, stability, creativity, love, and ability as we walk forward with a real opportunity to share. And on that note, um, pause with us next time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend. joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.